Welcome back to The Shelves Oddlings. My name is Serafina. And I'm Eerie. And what oddity are you feeling like today, Serafina? <laughs> today I am feeling like a haunted cast iron trivet for your kitchen. Um, I sent you this post, but Julie posted this and said, just wanted out of my house, not making any claims, but it's got to go. $30, <laughs> free shipping. <laughs> And uh, she refused to answer anybody in the comments. She just, I'm not making any claims. It has to leave, though. So <laughs> that's how I'm feeling. Just give, me, just give me the hell out of here, you know? How about you? What oddity are you feeling like? I am feeling like a mouse rug. It's very similar to like a bear rug, you know, but mouse. But mouse size? Yep. A, a mouse instead of a bear. So it's tiny for your, for your Barbie house, if you will. <laughs> I love that. I love like living in the lap of luxury. It's just a rat rug. Yeah, the red rug. Well, I wanted to talk about Code Orange at a couple locations because we are in the swing of things. I think a lot of places are finally getting their full stock in, at least the places that typically do. So, like, your at-home, your TJ Maxx, your Marshalls, your home goods are starting to get, you turn a corner, and boom, Code Orange. Code Orange. Happy Halloween, everybody. July 4th's over. It is, it is now our yeah. time to shine. As we're recording this, there are exactly 118 days until Halloween, but Halloween Damn. is a state of mind, so it's literally right now. Yeah, it's right now. It's happening. I've already like lit candles that smell like fall, and I'm like getting out decorations. I'm ready. I'm in. We're fucking in it. So I did go to the at-home uh, in not my state, which is always interesting because I feel like... The stores are never oriented the same way. Right. So it's like, I don't know where my shit is. But I went to at home and I got a glow in the dark skeleton. Mm. He's probably like 12 inches tall, but he was uh, ectoplasm green. So I had to own him. Of He's course. Perfect in every way. And then one of the items on my list for this year was a Ouija board welcome mat where like. The goodbye part is at the top and it faces the door. So when people are walking out your front door, the goodbye is facing towards them. That's cool. It's pretty rad. That was um an instant want for me. As soon as someone posted it in the group, I was like, I need that immediately. I need it. Mini Code Orange at TJ Maxx. I think a few TJ Maxx's have got stuff in. I haven't seen a ton for us locally. I did see some at Home Goods today. Nothing crazy and nothing I was looking for. Um, but it's nice to see it. it. Does make me feel good. Yeah, I saw uh, some Michaels are starting to roll out their stuff too. Yep, you love very to see exciting. It. Yeah. For sure. And then um, we saw the new Jennifer Lawrence comedy in theaters. Did you? Was it good? No Hard Feelings? Yeah, it was actually very good. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, There's a documentary that came out that was talking about how there was such an overflow of funny movies that they stopped making funny movies because they started performing terribly at the box office. And this was like the first foray of like funny movies. And I think it looks good. I love her. So it makes sense. Yeah, that's why I wanted to see it, because I do really like her. Comedy is not typically the type of movie that I would go for, but um, my boyfriend, I can't drag that poor man to horror movies all the time. He's really not built for it, so I 
I have to take them where I could get them. Um, and any trip to the movie theater to get movie theater popcorn mm-hmm. is um, 10 out of 10 for me. So we um, saw that. And then lately, I have been fucking so busy crafting for LARP. That is what I have been doing more than anything lately. Sewing skirts, painting skirts, doing all of the above. It's been a fucking time. It's been good because uh, I know, I don't know if you have this thing, but sometimes when you do something that you really enjoy too much, you're like, okay, I fucking hate this now and I don't mm-hmm. really want to do it anymore. I had that with sewing for a really long time. So getting back into it and making stuff that like I didn't need to have a pattern for, I didn't need yeah. to pin, I didn't need to measure. I was just winging it and just... Low stakes. Yeah, it was very fun. Um, Good. Kind of renewed the hobby for me. So Yeah, I like sewing. We talked about last episode that I finally fixed my machine and it's just fun it's fun to have that craft i want to get like more into it but i know the moment it becomes like a high intense thing my brain's gonna be like we're over this (laughs) yeah that's the struggle that i have had with that hobby for a very long time i i've like made stuff for people too and when it becomes something that you're getting paid to do it's way less fun yeah i have a hard time with capitalizing my hobbies so i try not to as much as possible it's hard when you're a gardener and everyone wants to buy plants or buy produce or whatever and it's like yeah oh, i can't i can't put money in this it's yeah <laughs> it takes away from it yeah well before we get into today's episode too we did want to talk about some cool new stuff we've been working on hell yeah so we have a lot of content now in the works. Uh, now that it's our season, we're both like, let's do all the things, of course, because that's how that always works. But we did want to make kind of an online community where we get to talk to you guys. It's kind of hard to only post podcasts where there's like no comment sections and stuff like that. And we have some really cool people who follow us who do really cool artwork or do taxidermy or do odd stuff or like ghost hunt and stuff. So we made a subreddit. Yeah, sounds we did. Like, it sounds like we bought a zoo. Um, <laughs> kind of the same idea, I guess. A zoo of oddlings. But yeah, you can find us on Reddit at r slash oddity arcadia. And there will be a link in the show notes. Um, but come hang out with us. I, It's not necessarily like podcast based in the sense of like, it's just about like the stuff we talk about. It's more just a community center for weirdos, I think is what I put in the bio. And that's kind of how I feel. Like, I just want to see my friends do weird stuff and like, you know, weird stuff that's fun and not like hood rat shit that my friends are typically up to. (laughs) I mean, I'll take column A and column B, really. Yeah, a mix of both, really. Like, give us your bad taxidermy, you know? Oh, yes. Please feel free to post bad taxidermy in there. This will be a nice place for me to post it so that everyone has to see it instead of Jared getting it in his DMs. So, you know, you know, not to bring back like the mouse slap bracelet, but like that's the vibe of the Reddit. So you know, never forget the hamster magnet. I can't, I can't forget it. (laughs) It's stuck in my head. So yeah, come hang out with us and uh, laugh at memes because I've been posting so many memes, but the only place I have felt the need to post them was like Instagram story, but they only exist on there for 24 hours. So I'm oh, like, yeah. I should find a place to post these. And like, we have Facebook, but Facebook is kind of dead. And Reddit's just like on your phone and easy and fun. So come hang out with us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, 
I guess let's go ahead and get into it. Let's go. I'm ready. I have no idea what you're about to tell me, and I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I figured that after Trans-Allegheny, um, we needed something less really fucking sad. So I picked something less really fucking sad to kind of give us a breather. A Thank break. the Lord. Any of them. Choose one. <laughs> yeah, whichever one you want. <laughs> so today, we're covering the history of the hearse. Hell yes, I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> I actually saw one that I almost sent you, but I knew you would see it too. Did you see the purple hearse that was for sale in Nebraska? No, I don't. Oh my gosh, I I have to send it to you. It was like an old timey hearse that was like purple. Like I think someone had used it as like a haunted attraction. It was like forty five hundred dollars, and I was like, that's not even bad. But it was in Nebraska, and I was like, well, (laughs) I don't think it's making it here. So probably not yeah you'll have to send that to me later because i do Curses are great i can't wait to hear about how they were made because what an odd need a community has i know <laughs> yeah and i will get into that so first a hearse also known as a funeral coach a casket carriage or a dead wagon <laughs> a dead wagon love <laughs> yeah. that is a vehicle for conveying a dead person to the place of burial the name is derived from the french Hairs or H E R S E from the Latin herpex, which means a harrow, a farming tool similar to a rake or plow. Huh, like um, a scythe? Yeah, well, um, so more like less scythe, more rakey is the oh, best. Okay. Is Fair so. enough. Yeah. You know, um, a hearse is considered the last responding vehicle set of oh, oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, yes. All right. Um, Most of the information in this episode is going to be from that Talk Death website that I've used before, um, specifically from an article called Driving the Dead, A History of the Hearse by Rachel Oselen. I wanted to mention Rachel. she fucking dropped some jokes at us. I love that. Because they were very funny. We do so much research. And when I come across an article and I can tell that the person writing it liked it, writing it, it makes me so happy. Yes. Yeah. Everything on Talk Death is a lot like that. So I very much value that website and the people who contribute to it because um, it's really cool. Hell yeah. So let's get into the history. Before we had hearses, most people used hand-drawn carts called beers. In fact... They are often still used today and are made out of light metal with some designs that can collapse for easy transportation in a purse. Hmm. Without a beer, a casket would be placed directly on the ground. These can also be called church trucks in this modern age, is what people call them. So church trucks are more industrial looking than decorative. They are lightweight and make it easier to maneuver a heavy casket. They also collapse down into a compact item to make storage and transport easier. So the best way to think about them, it's kind of like a big collapsible cart, if you will, Mm -hmm. in order to transport the coffin. Kind of like a wheelbarrow with sides? Uh, More like a gurney, but collapsible. Uh, Okay, got you. Church trucks can be transported in the hearse with the casket when moving from funeral location to the cemetery. That's why they're compact to make it easier. Church trucks. That's interesting that they call them that. Yeah. 
if you're interested in buying a church truck, affordablefuneralsupply.com <laughs> has them available for $395, which is wow, really that's actually Yeah, that's really economic. I know. That's Very crazy. reasonable. Also, get off affordable funeral supplies. <laughs> no, get on. That's like where you should be. Will you link that in the Reddit? Actually, I need that. For <laughs> I will. I will. I saw it and I was like, this is the best website I've ever found. That's amazing. Yes. According to most sources, the hand-drawn beer evolved into the horse-drawn carriage in the 17th century. Though beers are considered the most common form of transportation of the dead before this time, there is evidence of English royalty using horse-drawn carts as early as 1468. Bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. <laughs> During the same century, Henry VIII had three hearses that were said to be 14 feet tall and pulled by eight horses each. Damn. Also, they were made of wax. 1.1 and 1.8 tons of wax. Okay, but like, we talk about climate change, but like, what was like, everyone had outdoor air conditioning at that time? Wax? Yeah, I guess it was pretty common practice for royalty because it was faster and easier to mold and carve. Um, and that makes sense. But as you are hinting at, what that means is there's not a lot of physical evidence beyond drawings and paintings of those oh, during that time yeah. period because it's made of wax. Yeah. Oops. During that time, beers are more common for anyone who's not extremely wealthy, which, like, ain't that just the way? That is the way. As we move forward in time into the 17th century, we start to see people using horse-drawn hearses more commonly. It was also around this time that the term hearse became more widely used. These horse-drawn carriages had built-in frames that would prevent the coffin from slipping. They would often have glass sides so you can see that the body was in there on the way to the graveyard. Which, like, I love that they used to do that. I think it's a good example of... In that time, they were way more used to death. So having yeah. those, like, windows wasn't weird. Whereas, like, I feel like today, if you had a hearse that had, like, a ton of windows that you could see the casket in, people would kind of freak out. Um, I also think it's very reminiscent of our vampires episode. Like, they were like, we got to see that fucker. Oh, yeah, we got to know. <laughs> we got to know. Yeah. It also reminds me of the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, 100%. they have, like, a whole scene where they're, like looking at um something along those lines it's kind of like the pope mobile <laughs> but for <Yeah>. dead people <laughs> but for dead people uh yes yes it is by the 19th century there was the development of beer pins to help secure the casket in place and rollers to help with ease of movement most horse-drawn hearses would have six beer pins that were about 14 inches long and made of metal this development would later be adapted into the motorized vehicles so they're actually really cool. I watched a video on YouTube called Going Out in Style versus <laughs> Throughout History, which the link will be in the show notes. But they're basically like big metal, kind of like a more slender like bed knob or like what you would see at the bottom of like a banister, like a wooden. Mm -hmm. And basically it's just made to keep the casket in place so that like as you're driving, it's not like rolling around. It's kind of a good thing that you're dead. Because could you imagine, like, laying in the back of a wagon, like, horse-drawn, just, like, bumping all over the damn place? Yes. Oh, God. It would be so terrible. Like, 
even less safety than those vehicles would have because you're laying right in like a giant wooden death machine good thing yeah you're right good thing you're already dead yeah good thing you're already out of there you know you don't care you're like all right turbulence who i don't care it'll be the nicest smoothest ride of your life because you won't exactly <laughs> going out in style baby during times of war people would revert back to beers since they were easier to maneuver on a battlefield yeah in fact, sense. the beers used in the Civil War were some of the first that were used that had wheels that could turn. What? Yeah. Because you gotta maneuver a battlefield. Yeah, that would also suck. Thank God you're dead. <laughs> yeah, that would also be fucking horrible. <laughs> Great. <laughs> During the same era, the horse-drawn hearse design became much more elaborate with heavy influences of the Victorian style of mourning. This would last over the final decade of the 1800s. Each hearse was a work of art. Hearses were draped with heavy velvet curtains and carved with images of angels, doves, and even personalized decorations for those who could afford it. Again, Victorian morning had it right. Why did we stop? Why? I. It's weird to say I miss the pomp and circumstance of death. Yeah. But I do. I think I miss Same. it in like everything, which is where I talk about like, I don't like brutalist architecture because I'm like, can we slap a gargoyle on a fucking building? For real. It can't be that expensive. Just slap that hoe up there. Like, but like hearses used to look really cool, which is why like seeing that post on Facebook, it had like the old like calligraphy and filigree. And it was like, oh, beautiful. It's fucking cool. It's sad that we lost that along the way. Yeah. I don't want some gray bland death. Well, this is, I'm not a farmhouse. <laughs> You know, like, give me, give, I want the full treatment of looking fly as hell. <laughs> yep. Make it personalized. If anything, I want everything to be personalized just for me. Well, yeah, of course. And then we'll have to, like, sell off the stuff of your funeral because it'll be, like, so intricate, you know, like, your, like, funeral sign and stuff. It'll be great. Help us pay for the funeral because why are funerals so fucking expensive? We've lost all the pomp. No circumstance, and it's like 20 grand to bury a person. It's crazy. Dumb. Uh, I guess that's uh, that's what you get for not bouncing around in the back of a horse-drawn carriage. But it's like, I'm dead. I, I don't care. <laughs> if only. if Like, come on, I could sign a waiver. Right. Hello? Like, like a little, uh, like a roller coaster? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You must be this tall to be in. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Often. So, the largest hearse was made in this era in 1895. It was built by Czech master craftsman named Vaclav Brozik. It was over 4 meters high, 6.5 meters long, and it weighed in at about 3 tons and took about 8 horses to pull. So, I guess 8 horses is, like, the standard for the Richie Rich. Was he carrying a whole family? That's long. Yeah, I, you know, rich people just got to do what they got to do, I guess. You're right. Well, you Do you think that they used to, like, get in there like it was a parade and, like, wave out of the back? Like, look at my <laughs> grandpa in the casket, like, princess wave. Yeah, you know, like, all the grandkids just sat in there. I mean, there's enough space. You might as fucking well. For real. And then what's sad is they probably didn't do anything with, like, with them afterwards. Because Victorian morning, they were very, like, not reusing things, right? We talked about yeah. that. So I'm sure that it, like, saw the light of day one time and then was retired forever. Yeah, that that is really sad. Yeah. I'll take your hearse. If anyone's right? trying to get rid of it, let me know. One hearse, please. Can you get that on Uber? 
<laughs> yeah, can you? <laughs> eBay? eBay? I, I genuinely thought about titling this episode Cabza here because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> but is it disrespectful? I don't know. I, well, <laughs> this this episode feels less targeted at individuals and it's more That's true. Cabza here. Cabza here. <laughs> Ron. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> In North America, the hearses began to become a bit less dramatic, still ornate with drapery, but with simpler carvings, because we have to ruin everything. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? If you did it that way, it meant that they could be manufactured faster and created more access for use. Shocking. In 1850, the company Crane Breed and Company of Cincinnati began producing metal caskets. What? And the accompanying horse-drawn hearses. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. Look at us go. Isn't it cool? Cincinnati actually has a lot of, um, I almost called it casket culture, but like. I kind of fuck with that. Ooh, I love that. I really do. That's what we should have named the subreddit. Oh, yeah. Casket culture. Trademark that. I'm putting that on a shirt. Damn, I love that. As they say. Purses would remain horse-drawn until the first decade of the 20th century, with the exception of the creation of the funeral train in 1854. And mm. I said to myself when I read that, what is a funeral train? So yeah, well, I, need, I need more. Funeral trains today, apparently, which they're still used occasionally, are often reserved for leaders, national heroes, or government officials as part of a state funeral, but in the past were sometimes the chief means of transporting coffins and mourners to graveyards. So, is this like Abraham Lincoln? Yes. Yep. Okay, cool. Many modern era funeral trains are hauled by operationally restored steam locomotives due to the more romantic image of the steam train against more modern diesel or electric locomotives. I agree. Non-steam-powered funeral trains have been used. I I agree. I agree. At least we have something. (laughs) We kept one thing, and that's the funeral train. And of course, it's still only for rich people or the powerful, but whatever. I'll I'll take what I can get. Yeah. Beggars, you know what they say. Yeah. The first motorized hearses were introduced to the United States in the early 1900s. On May 1st, 1908, the General Vehicle Company of New York built its first electric hearse. What? Yep. In 1908? 1908. Wow, ahead of their time. The following year, Crane and Breed introduced the first motorized mass-produced funeral coach and dubbed it the Auto Hearse. Boo. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> the Auto Hearse? That sounds like a, just a hearse for, for suicides. <laughs> it sounds like a hearse for, um, like, robots. Yeah. Yeah. Boo. Bring back the electric one. Give me that steam-powered funeral train. Dang, boo. boo. These hearses were inspired by their horse-drawn counterparts with a bulky square back. They had a four-cylinder engine generating 30 horsepower with a three-speed transmission rear-wheel drive. They were chain-driven and went a whopping 30 miles per hour. Is that why we drive so slow in funeral processions? (laughs) Because they had to. Mm-hmm. Because, but yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. Hmm. 
Despite the fact that motorized vehicles were still in their infancy, the first motorized hearse did not use an internal combustion engine. It was electric. Oh, well, you should have told me that. I wouldn't have booed so damn hard. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I have in here a three-speed transmission. Gotta go fast. Yeah, exactly. The underworld wants its go-go juice. And you know what? It's going to get it at 30 miles per hour. 30 miles. It's coming at you hot, baby. (laughs) Bears can run faster than that, actually. Right. Literally, emus can take your dead quicker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, emu-powered carriage. (laughs) I fuck with it. It's very Australian, but I fuck with it. It's very Australian. The same year, Chicago had the first recorded automobile funeral for... Wilfred A. Prune, a Chicago cab driver. The undertaker responsible was H.D. Ludlow, who commissioned a vehicle from the Coe Auto Livery Company to be built out of the body of a horse-drawn hearse and the chassis of a bus. Damn. damn. (laughs) That's a monster truck hearse. This is the beginning of the iconic hearse we all know and love today. Hell yeah. Oh, also, uh, Rachel in the article said, still a bit boxy in the rear, but we're not here to body shame. We're not body shaming hearses. Go off, Rachel. (laughs) By the 1920s, the gas-powered engines became more popular to the general public, and funeral directors realized they could have more funerals a day if they had a motorized vehicle. Hmm. It was also during this decade that the three-way hearses were introduced, which allowed the table in the back to rotate so the coffin could be loaded and unloaded with from either side or through the back. More options, you know? Yeah. You know, got drunk in the trunk, you better use it right. <laughs> in the following decade, the 1930s, the Art Deco movement had a stylistic influence on the hearse in a similar way as the Victorians did. This is when we can find hearses that feature hand-carved wooden panels that were made to resemble those heavy dramatic drapes we were talking about earlier. Also, yeah. the loss of Art Deco is another true crime. Yeah, dude. Art Deco's fucking rad. It is, I agree. It's not exactly my style, but I can appreciate some good Art Deco. Yeah, I like, um, I don't, it feels once again the, the pomp of it all. It's very stylistic. And I yeah. like that. I like intention when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yep. All I can have is Lana in my head now. Will you still, you know, like, like, uh, Great Gatsby. Anytime oh, I yeah. think of Art Deco, it's all I can ever think of. Yeah, same. Thanks, high school. A <laughs> movie slaps. I don't even care. The style of hearse that is most well known when we think of modern hearses was invented in the same decade by the company Sayers and Scoville. It is called the Landau style hearse and is sleeker in shape and design and looks closer to the luxury limousines. Hell yeah. Um, I still call shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to be in the back. <laughs> I mean, I could be in the back. Yeah, you, you for sure could. That, I think that's your preferred method of travel. You're not wrong. These vehicles have the extended leather and later vinyl roofs along with the signature shaped scroll on the back, which um that's the bar that's like on the side of a purse that you think of when you think of like a standard purse Uh they're actually called landau bars um because they were originally part of older style vehicles that had semi-convertible tops 
the Landau the Landau bar was used to manually open and close these tops, and coach builders have kept that bar as a decorative addition to the modern hearse. Well, I'm glad they kept something. Are you saying Landau is in like L A N D O W L? L A N D A U. Landau. Yeah. Landau. I thought you were saying like land owl, like it like glides like an you know, like <laughs> it's like okay. No, more like land owl. Oh, okay. Land owl. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. It wasn't uncommon in the early 20th century for hearses to be used as both transportation for the deceased and an ambulance when the occasion called for it. Hell yeah. First responders. The latter part of the 20th century, with its stricter regulations for ambulances, effectively removed the second function of the hearse, which, like, probably for the best. Yeah, definitely. For cleanliness sake, I bet. But what I thought of, and what you probably think of, is the Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, Because... That is what I think. It's like a hearse, but an ambulance, right? I mean, who are you going to call? They handle it all. They do. (laughs) First and last responders. I know. Which apparently the basic idea for the first movie was for the car to be a black hearse. Modifications were made on the 1959 Cadillac ambulance hearse combination to give birth to the Ectomobile we saw in the movie. Hmm. Which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. It's, I mean, iconic car. Yep. I think everyone knows the Ecto-1. And if you don't, please fucking watch Ghostbusters. Get some culture. Definitely. What the hell are you doing here? So, let's talk about hearses today and the potential future of hearses. Alright. Oh my god, is this the picture you sent me in Discord? I did not want to ask you because I just wanted to let it go, but now that I know that's what you're talking about, I cannot wait. (laughs) Well, we're about to get there, so ready yourself. Nowadays, there's plenty of people who want to collect and own vintage hearses. I'm one of those people. I would fucking love to own one. Um, That's a when I have a driveway to park it situation. But until then, I'll just drool over all the ones I see on Facebook Marketplace. I'd love one just for a good Costco trip. Yeah, it would be excellent for a Costco trip. It'd be so good. I was made aware of the Barbie Dream hearse. (laughs) What? (laughs) So, in 2017, it was owned by Cat Taylor in Seattle. It's everything you're thinking. It's white and pink. It says Barbie Dreamhurst down the side. It also has a white and pink interior and was being used as a party bus. Um, why is this literally our dream vehicle? Like, if we it had is- to own a car together. <laughs> yep. <The Barbie laughs> it's perfect. Oh, it she's is, so cute. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. She literally has it decked out like a limo. Like, you can just get in there. Yeah, it's a party bus on the inside. That's so cool. Love that. And now all of you know about the Barbie Dream. Can we start a side business? Barbie Dreamers? Yes, let's do it. Do you think she I'm franchises? Uh, I She might be interested. She seemed pretty reasonable. Hell yeah, dog. This is awesome. I love this. Cat Taylor, if you're listening to this and you still own it, we're interested. Uh, there's stickers. There are stickers of the Barbie Dream hearse. Good. Perfect. Love this. And uh, starting in 2011, Brahms in the UK began to build electric hearse models, beginning with their original model of the modified Nissan Leaf and now the Tesla Model S. 
belief is so tiny. <laughs> they just Tesla like, hearse. Tesla hearse. That's uh, what they use for all those guys in the submarine using Starlink. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> Rip. Rip. In 2018, Jan Eric Nally, Nally, a Norwegian designer, converted a Tesla Model S into a hearse. A few years later, Van der Lans and Buscher Stotzevoer, I probably butchered that. So, S T A A T S I E V E R V O E R. Godspeed. <laughs> Based out of the Netherlands, commissioned modified Tesla Model S hearses from Remet's car. So we're just, we are just pushing out the Tesla hearses left and right. Honestly, I mean, as much as I feel a certain way about Elon, I do love the idea of like an eco-friendly hearse. Yeah, I can, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Barbie I'm down dream down. Tesla hearse. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Combine all of the above into the perfect thing. That's what I'm saying, dog. So, that picture you were talking about. Yeah. I will post on Instagram for those who want to know. Yeah, I pulled that one out specifically because it was literally amazing. <laughs> Imagine Active, a Montreal-based nonprofit, came up with a design for a self-driving hearse. <laughs> So your final ride. So you can die twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, your final ride could be chauffeured by a ghost, with you in a glass coffin, while holographic projectors play along with the music. That is so funny. The picture is so funny because I literally could not tell you what it was. I had no idea what I was looking at. I thought maybe That's it was like. Why- I posted it. I was like, I'm going to post this with no context and then talk about it later. I I was like, is this a weird ritual, you know, that they're doing? Are they encasing people in resin now? Has TikTok gone too far? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell what was happening. So, um, I'm that's gonna hilarious. I'm going to describe the picture. And of course, we're going to post it. But to describe it is also just as funny. So basically, it looks like a box, like a black box on the bottom, right? And then like on a top table. of it, yeah, basically like a table. It honestly kind of looks like a PS4. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> and on top of it is like an AI generated like body that looks like a mannequin encased yeah. in like, like window glass, basically. Yeah. Um, but I think what makes the picture look weird and funny is that it doesn't have like wheels. It almost looks like it has like little rockets in every corner. That w- yeah, like it's like floating, like it's like the Jetsons hearse. Yeah, I hope that that doesn't happen because I don't know that I want to see one of these on the highway. I definitely don't want to see one of these ever in real life. Um, because what the hell is that? It's like you're like sushi, you know, like like the sushi bars where you just like pick up the one belt. you want. Yes, yeah, it's a conveyor sushi belt hearse. Yeah, um, it's definitely the future. But could you imagine that headline? Self-driving hearse gets in car accident. No one died. One body found. <laughs> oh <my laughs> like, what? like, don't worry about Jim. He was already gone. Like, Jim's fine. I just, I think the other thing that makes it so fun is that the body isn't in a casket. It's just in the, like, compartment. So it's yeah. like you're at a stoplight and this thing pulls up next to you and it's literally just the body. <laughs> a dead person on a skateboard. <laughs> what? Uh, Overboard. <laughs> oh my gosh. oh my gosh. 
So that's everything I had to cover for the hearse, but I did want to talk about the hearse song, which I know about the hearse song from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I was obsessed with that book as a kid, like carried it around with me everywhere, told my little brother stories from it, and they shit themselves because they're way too young to know anything about that book. Yeah, I I read a bunch of them when I was a kid, too. That's probably why we're both fucked up. The stories were intense. They were fun. I remember. I think uh, Bloody Fingers is the one I think about. Ugh. Yeah, that one. Don't make me rethink about that. Sorry. Mm. Traumatizing everyone. Mm. So, the her song is a song about burial and human decomposition of unknown origin. It was popular as a World War One song and was popular in the 20th century as an American and British children's song continuing to the present. Because isn't everything a fucking children's song? Everything is ashes to ashes. We all fall down, dude. You know. And then a skateboard takes us to our <laughs> grave. He <laughs> was the skater boy. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> see you later boy (laughs) (laughs) oh god it has many variant titles lyrics and melodies but generally features the line the worms crawl in the worms crawl out and thus is also known yeah and it's also known as the worms crawl in that's the her song yeah i know that i did not know what you were talking about but yeah i do remember that yep Generally, the song recounts the viewing of a hearse, prompting the thought of death. The listener's body is buried in a casket and assaulted by worms, then decomposes. Some versions continue by stating the dead listener will be forced to eat their moldering remains. I, that, it did traumatize me as a kid when I read that, because I was like, I don't want to be worm food, and now I'm like, give me to the worms, baby. (laughs) Allow me to become mulch. (laughs) The hearse song is a piece of folklore with an unusually large number of variants created over several generations. Carl Sandburg, in his 1927 book American Song Bag, printed two early variations, one of them being the following. I'm just going to read it. I'm not going to sing it. So. Damn it. I was ready I for a performance. <sighs> Sorry. I can't. The old gray hearse goes rolling by. You don't know whether to laugh or cry. For you know someday it'll get you too. The hearse's next load may consist of you. They'll take you out and they'll lower you down while men with shovels stand all around. They'll throw in dirt and they'll throw in rocks and they won't give a damn if they break the box. The worms crawl in and the worms crawl out. They crawl all over your chin and mouth. They invite their friends and their friends' friends, too. And you look like hell when they're through with you. Okay, Kids Bop, 1837. 1837. That's oh, crazy. God. I mean, it's, I mean, he's spitting nothing but facts there, but that's dark for kids. Yeah, and I vividly remember reading this in uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yeah, I definitely remember that, too. It was one of those ones that, like, sticks with you. Because it's nursery Mm -hmm. rhyme, right? So it's one of those things that... uh... Yeah, that's... How much fun! Uh, What a fun little, like, children's, you know, bop. We love that. Um, I love the idea of them singing that while carving out their turnip head pumpkin (laughs) jack-o'-lanterns. Turnip jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah. Fucking hot nightmares. 
you never know when it'll be you. Like, damn, you better tell them. Tell them like it is. And you know what? They don't give a damn if they break the box, dude. They don't give a damn if they break the box. Because the box don't matter. The worms are coming in and out no matter what. True. Everybody's worm food at some point. Unless you're smart and you get, um, you know, ethically sourced somewhere else. Because <laughs> I don't want to be buried. I'm claustrophobic. Yeah. Yeah, no thank you. You'll be dead, you know? What do you know? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, well, no. You'll know, well, for sure, because the Lord knows you have unfinished business here no matter when you leave. Yeah, that's because I'm a slave to capitalism and there's always bag to make, so as long as there's bag to make, my spirit will not disappear. I genuinely believe that if you were to die before me, you would come back to haunt me just so I could make content out of your ghost. Yeah, facts. Like, you'd be like, you- Go you'd get like, my Ouija board. Right. Or you'd like huff in the mirror and write like, get the get the voice box, get the ghost box. I got some shit I want to say. I like, turn it on. You're like, country rose. It's like, motherfucking Emily again. Like, what Our is going on? Live Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, put on my Twitch channel. OBS is right there. <laughs> True. Once a Capricorn, always a Capricorn, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that is everything that I had to cover for the history of the hearse and the hearse song. I know that it was a little bit shorter than things we typically go into, but I figured we need a bit of a break after Yes, because nothing's a break like the hearse song, you know? Okay, (laughs) it is, if it's me. It's Listen, if it was good enough for children, and it's good enough for the rest of us, we'll be fine. Yeah. Rosie Posey. The worms crawl in. The worms crawl out. I keep, I keep singing it to the song of the heads will roll. <laughs> like, because at some point she goes like, the girls come in, the boys come out, the, and it's like uh, the worms crawl in, the worms crawl out. Oh no, <laughs> that's fucked up. That's almost as bad as my. Um, I think I've told you about this. I don't think I've ever talked about this on the podcast before. But for some re- some reason, during like the holiday season when it's Christmas, um, the Simply having a wonderful Christmas time becomes my nightmare fuel song for whatever reason. Really? And whenever I'm really stressed, I'm only singing the simply having a wonderful Christmas time part, but oh, over yeah. and over again, faster and faster yeah, me too. as I'm more stressed. That is well, like yeah, that same energy. Because that song is definitely about people having a ritual and someone walking in. It is demonic. You can't. The spirit's up. The moon is high. We're here tonight. And we're simply, simply having a wonderful <laughs> Christmas time. Uh, that. Well, thanks everyone for attending um, Barbie Dreamhurst. Barbie Dreamhurst. For everyone uh, who would rather be slowly consumed by moss, just be glad you don't have to take your last ride in a bumpy-ass horse carriage. Yeah, and just remember that we have evolved and will continue to evolve. So if you too want to be yeeted down the highway on a skateboard, that might be in your future. <laughs> Go to Canada, figure it out. <laughs> and, um, you know, maybe avoid worms crawling in and crawling out for a little while. As long as you can, baby. Next time it could be you. And stay odd, Arcadia.